everybody. I'm Jim Gast. Welcome to No Law Firm Left Behind. Thanks for joining. Um, my guest today is going to be Mike Brown. He's having some difficulties getting into the show, but um, but we're going to go ahead and start and he'll just pop in whenever he gets a chance. And if he can't, well, that's okay. We've got some great information to kind of talk about today. So, you know, here we are, we're at the mid-year of 2022, right? Um, and, and I would probably call this year for a lot of people a, uh, a, a regrowth year. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining here. Let me finish out our, 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 my starting monologue, if you don't, if you don't mind. Uh, but I'd call this year a restart year, right? 2021, obviously 2020 really set everybody back. 2021, people getting their feet underneath themselves again. And, uh, and, and now 2022, we're back to some normalcy. People are really expecting a lot more out of their year this year, more than ever, more than they have in the last few years. So here we are halfway through this year. Mike's here today to kind of touch base with us and kind of help us. Ha- now that we're at this mid-year point, you know, we've gotten what we've gotten, right? But we've got a long road to haul till the end of the year. So Mike, uh, what do you say about mid-year? Where are we at with things? Now, no, we don't have any on mic yet. So check your mic. Check your mic real quick. But as I was saying, you know, it's mid-year, right? We're, we're, you know, we've got a little bit of road to go. It's not too late uh, to actually finish this year and finish it out strong. Um, but you know what? You've got to have a plan for it, just like you might have had a plan for the beginning of the year. You've got to have a plan for the rest of the year, too. So Mike, you doing okay over there? We got you yet? Can you hear me? I got you. We'll take it, brother. What, yeah. what about the rest of the year for people? What do you, what do we tell people? Well, you know, you have to look at the business. If you're a law firm, a solo or a small firm, <clears throat> any law firm, really. Um, I tell them that, you know, this is June and there's a number six in the, you know, on the date, right? So it's halfway. Uh, we're at the halfway point of the year. And just like in a football game, uh, at the halfway point of the game, you go to the locker room and the coach, has a has a discussion. You look at the scoreboard, and the scoreboard says one thing. But you know, I tell lawyers all the time or business people, what's this? The scoreboard says one thing, but what's really going on? And so this is a time when when lawyers and law firms need to look at how the first year half of the year went, and see what went well and what they could do better, uh, make some adjustments, and then go out in the second half and win the game. And, uh, you know, I know it sounds cliche and everything, but it's true. Um, you need to take, uh, I would stress that, you know, in law firms, and, and really I'm going to talk to small, small and solo firms. Big firms do this, a lot of this stuff naturally. But I, I think law firms, the solos and the small firms need to really take a step back, you know, from the busy, from running the business, from delivering legal services to their clients and, and everything they have going on. Take a step back, take a day, do a retreat uh, and really think about how the first half of the year went and plan for the second half of the year. You know what, Mike? Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. We had Debbie Foster on uh, from uh, Affinity Consulting. Great friend of mine, known her for a long time. She's actually a retreat planner for firms, right? She does a great job at it. Um, and, and I think you're spot on right there. As a matter of fact, you and I need to do a retreat. We're going to do a retreat. What do you say? Me and you. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have, we're going to hold a public retreat. Um, but you know what? 
Mike, you've been doing this for a really long time. How many lawyers do you think actually step back and, and do this in a smaller firm? You know, and let's define small, right? Let's just call that 20 and under people. Would you say that's fair? No, I would go smaller than that. Um, okay. I would I would look at firms that are one to 10 lawyers and really okay. one to five, right? Um, yep. I think uh, I think when you get to that one to five, the solo to the two to five person firms, uh, I don't know how much they they do that kind of planning or I think in the beginning of the year, it's a natural thing to do. It's January. It's kind of like New Year's and you're when people make New Year's resolutions, they also make goals. Some do, some don't. Um, They just hope they do better this year than they did last year. But I think it's important. Again, um, it's half time. And I personally can look at my own business and say, you know, how'd the first half of the year go? Um, If you're a law firm, how are your revenues uh, to date, you know, the first half of this year versus the first half of 2021? Yeah. Or really, some people are looking at the first half of 2019 because COVID was a weird year. Oh, yeah. So look at the first half of 2019 and where are you in the first half of 2022? And, and you know, like some law firms, might their revenues might be way ahead. You know, um, if you're a personal injury firm, your revenues might be twice what last year was. All right. And just like the scoreboard, it might be 21, you know, 21 to seven. And you think you've got a really comfortable lead. Well, if you look at that score, let's say one was a kickoff return and one was uh, a punt return or a long pass, but you can't run the ball. They're stopping you three and out. Right. And so you've got to make adjustments there and, and figure out what, what the problem is. Maybe you need to do screen passes again. If I'm a personal injury firm, maybe I settled a big case in January and a big one in March, and I've got all this revenue. But if we look at our funnel, maybe our new client intake is really weak, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I'm saying is it's a really good idea to plan and look at the first half of the year. And the scoreboard says one thing, but you know, um, you, you should, hopefully you have statistics and data, but you also know, on the other hand, where you can where you can make improvements, and it hey, might be, have- yeah, it might be your marketing. It could be you know uh, answering the phones or whatever the customer service side. It could be maybe you're down a lawyer and you need to add one, or maybe you have, you're turning away. But I don't know what it is, but that's what you should be thinking about to to hit July first, hit the ground running for the second half of the game. Have you ever seen any sporting event, televised sporting event, where a team is doing great or bad, right, in the first half of the game, and they do an interview with the coach running off the field, and they say, Coach, you know, what are you going to do in the second half? Well, you know, the coach always comes back and says, you know what, we're, we're doing well on the board, but here's the thing, they're killing us on the line, or, you know, or they're shutting us down on defense. Can you hear me, what? Jim? They always do that, don't they? Yeah, I got you. We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. But that that coach always finds a way. To hearing you, that, let me let me okay. try this, Jim. That's I'm okay. Sorry. I got you. That's okay. I got you. Um, Can you hear the me coach now? Always finds a way when they're coming off the field in that interview to say, "We got to do better here. We got to do better here. We got to pick it up here. We got to pick it up here." You know. You ever known a coach say, "Oh, we're great. Don't worry about it. We're good." Never. They never say that. 
They're always got some point to make. And that's exactly what we should be doing looking at these, you know, in these law firms today is saying, okay, you know what, your personal injury firm, yeah, we closed this case, this case, and this case, that's great. But what's in our pipeline for quarter two? You know, do we have the ability to fulfill our obligations for our customers, you know, and have the right number of staff? You know, it's not all about the revenue, Mike. And you said that earlier. It's not, that's the scoreboard, right? Right. But that doesn't tell the story. Are we getting killed on defense? Are we doing well on offense? Are we, you know, are we playing the short game, the long game? It doesn't matter what sports analogy you use, right? Right. Absolutely. Can you yeah. hear me now, Jim? Got you. Great. Oh, great. So that's the important part. I want people to think about that. And then as you're, <clears throat> as you're looking at what's going well and, and where you can improve, you know, make sure you set goals, right? Uh, set some goals for the second half of the year, not just to do better than last year, um, but is there an area of practice uh, that you should be taking advantage of that you're not? Um, do you have the opportunity to add a lawyer or not? Look at the business and again, uh, plan for it uh, because the, the legal business right now is strong. It's very strong. Uh, there's a certain lot of areas, talk. Certain areas much stronger. Yes. Um, you know, I was at a bankruptcy seminar last week uh, over in Northern Kentucky and it was crowded. It was as crowded as, as it's been in five years. And I think that indicates that bankruptcy filing should start up you know, toward the uh, second half of uh, like around September, October, right? Yeah. Gas prices are up and all those things. So uh, anyway, that might be an area that some people stopped doing a while ago that they may want to, you know, re-up their subscription to their bankruptcy software. But For anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. Um, I will make a few reminders of, you know, when you're planning for the business. Also think about, take a look at your marketing you know, and make sure that your marketing is ready, you know, for the new consumer. You know, I, I did speak a few weeks ago at Keeneland uh, to the Kentucky Justice Association. And it was fun because uh, I tried to compare, uh, you know, uh, Keeneland and a horse race to the consumer. And when you go to the horse, you go to the track, you handicap a horse, you look at the tip sheet, and you look at, you know, where they were, uh, the farm that they are raised on, the sire and the dame, and you look at the trainer and the jockey, and how did they run the last six months or a year? The same thing that the consumer does the same thing. They get they get the tip sheet, and they look at an attorney, and they say, you know, uh, where'd they go to law school? How long have they been practicing? Um, you know, what area do they practice? Uh, they look at uh, any awards, accomplishments, right? Reviews. So, Make sure that you're helping your prospective client that you should be getting. Make sure you help them handicap you to win the race. If I'm putting money down on a horse or if I'm putting money down on a lawyer or a doctor, you know I'm going to do my research if there's a lot on the line. Before I spent, it could be $10,000, $20,000. Nobody makes a decision like that just you know by doing a quick Google search, clicking on somebody and hiring them. No, no. Right. It takes lots of, lots of work to get there, Mike. It's not just an investment of money. I mean, people have to realize to the old saying, you got to spend money to make money is an absolute true statement, right? Yeah. Um, you, but you have to also do the work, right? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to get it right. It's, I love, I love this statement. It's not an event. 
It's a process. And to get that marketing to where it needs to be, to where it's actually working for you takes time. Uh, and you need a strategist. You can't do it on your own. If you don't know anything about it, you just can't guess. It's throwing a dart, you know, a dartboard. And, and hopefully, hopefully you'll hit a bullseye. Try to but you need a strategist. Mike, you're, you're a great strategist in this. You know, fantastic strategist. I, I appreciate um, that. And I really try to be um, a coach, a mentor, you know, to really? the client. If I'm working with somebody um, and a lot of them, you know, some know what they need to do. There's the basics. Everybody knows they need to yeah. do. But then there are a lot of nuances uh, that, that you can be doing that you may or may not know about. Um, yeah. So one of, one of the things that I do try to encourage people to do, it's like it's summertime, right? And we're playing golf and some, you know, some lawyers are playing in golf tournaments for their county bar, their local bar association, or, you know, some they're playing in golf tournaments, right? Um, you should have a brand. Mm -hmm. And if you're a law firm, you should have a logo and you should have golf shirts and golf hats that your staff and you or your partner should be wearing. Yeah. Why would you wear Ralph Lauren or Izod or Nike when you could be repping your own brand? They're not going to get you any business, no. are they? No, <laughs> no, you're not sponsored by them. You know, so you I should be you wearing. Really funny. My wife and my kids laugh at me. My closet is full of SpliceNet, SpliceNet branded clothes. I wear them everywhere, play, work, yard, work, everywhere. Hundred percent. Why? Why I would wear I wear? I wear Super Lawyers. I wear Fine Law, Thompson yeah. Reuters. You know, I'm repping my brand. I'm not going to rep somebody it. else's brand. You got um, it, brother. Or you actually, I have a lot of law firms that give me three quarter zips, or you know, they'll give me hats and shirts and give away yeah. your clients every day. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean that you're, you're nuts for not doing that. It's simple things like that, that people don't even think about, you know? Yeah. Or, look at, it, look at what I have behind me. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, everybody should have a poster themselves. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things I talk about, you know, when I, when I, uh, help people with preparing for the new normal, the post COVID consumer is have a Zoom room set up yeah. in your office or in your house. If you're if you're a lawyer taking calls at home, your office at home or at your office, have a, a Zoom room or you know a virtual background. Uh, it, it's it doesn't cost much money to have a banner made, okay. you know, uh, at one of the quick sign places, right? Oh, I've got just have a, a company banner made with your law out. firms, huh? I've got just a company reach out when you're ready. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I do too. Uh, Jeff Meadows uh, has a, a quick print out in there. You go. There you uh, go. Anyway, bottom line is, get a banner and have it behind you. It looks professional. It's branded, right. and people aren't looking at pictures of you know uh, your family or books that you've read, or you know, God forbid, somebody going into the refrigerator to get you know milk. Right? Uh, you want to keep it professional and and remind people who you are. You so uh, there are a lot of things people understand about online branding, right? Their reviews and social media and all that stuff. But sometimes you forget about the offline brand mm -hmm. and take care of your brand. You know, if, if your law firm has a logo and it just has four names up in the left corner, that's a fail. You can't, nobody wants to see that on a golf hat. Get a logo. No. 
No, Mike, you, you, you know, we're going to move into our, our next topic in a second, but I want to, I want to ask, you had sent me this text a little bit ago about your commitment. One of the things that you commit to people uh, when, when you became a, become a partner for them, you want to kind of go into some of those things that are important that, that, that should be provided by you, of course, but if not by you, someone for a law firm. Yeah. Um, again, part of my, uh, when I'm committing to a client to work with them, not just for their website or their social media and all that, but I really want to help the firm win the business. You know, it, you can you can drive calls to a law firm all day long, right? But uh, or to their website, but if they don't do certain things, they they're not going to convert them to, to winning the phone call. Um, so I teach you know uh, lawyers how to do great bios, a killer bio mm-hmm. that wins. Um, answering the phone. What's the proper way for your staff to answer the phone? And it might not always be your designated receptionist. It might roll over to somebody who's working on a brief, right? Mm-hmm. When they pick up the phone, it's showtime, right? Um, so that everybody in the office needs to know how important it is to be polite and make it a great customer experience. Um, claiming directories, um, awards, legal awards, You know, whether it's national trial lawyers, super lawyers, Martindale Hubble, you know, um, those are important. So pay attention to the nomination periods and and the award periods and put them on your website. Reviews, blogging. I teach lawyers what are good blog topics. Um, You know, look at a big topic in the news if it relates to your practice area and do a blog post about it. People want to read more information about it and give your opinion of what's going on. Uh, Community involvement is really important. Um, I, I, I stress to lawyers and law firms all the time, you need to look, feel, and act local. And nothing says that more than when your firm is a member, uh, a, yeah. a, uh, an active member in the community. Right. Uh, Keyword active. Active. Um, We're going to come back to this topic after you're finished with your list. That's an important topic because it, mm. it's... Uh, there's some things going on that I, I would like to make sure we mention, but those well, you are know what? Let's, let's, let's go right to that. For, for that. That's an important topic. Let's just hit, let's just pop right into that. Mike, we were talking about, um, about attorney wellness, right? Yeah. And, and there's the thing of attorney wellness and staff wellness. It's a, the legal, the a job as a lawyer is to, is to potentially in a lot of areas, <clears throat> maybe argue and fight against your own colleagues, people that you like regularly, right? That you're friends with. Um, and in a lot of area of law, in a lot of areas of law, there's a contention that's a natural contention between colleagues. You don't have that in a lot of other areas and you're dealing with people's problems regularly. And and you're seeing it take a toll more than you like to see. And I, I, I too, agreed? Absolutely, 100%. You know, we've been talking about the halftime point, right. And uh, for the business, but we need to also consider the fact it's halftime. How are you, you know, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? What are you doing as an attorney uh, to take care of yourself? You know, the airline says you've got, if we lose pressure, a mask will come down, put the mask on yourself first before you try to help others. What are you doing to help yourself? Cause you are not going to be any good to your clients. If all you're doing is working you know, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then just going home. That's not going to cut it. You know, are you exercising? Are you eating right? Have you taken a vacation and really unplugged? 
Um, what are the things you're doing to stay uh, mentally fit, right? Um, you know, the, the, the legal profession, uh, unfortunately, has it's a very stressful uh, occupation. And you are paid to take somebody else's problems, make them your own, and then fight. And there's a very high rate of substance abuse, depression, and unfortunately, suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen it. I've gone to too many funerals. Uh, really in the past year. <clears throat> and it's mm -hmm. it's upsetting uh, and it's concerning. So I really want to, uh, I, my message to attorneys is stay tethered, you know, be a part of your legal community, mm -hmm. your local bar, your county bar, your state organizations, um, tether yourself to other good lawyers and, and, and go to networking events, stay connected. You know, a good friend of mine, Kent Wellington, and uh, and Ryan uh, Tur, uh, both guys are examples of living your why. And one of the things I really stress is to get involved in your community, get involved in a nonprofit organization that moves the needle for you personally. And I don't care if it's Alzheimer's. For Kent Wellington, <clears throat> it was it's breast cancer. Uh, his wife passed away of breast cancer 15 years ago, and he started the Karen Wellington Foundation with his children. And it's an amazing foundation. You can look it up. But that's his why. He also started Saturday Hoops for inner city kids yeah. that have nowhere to go on the weekend. And Ryan uh, Tower or Ryan Turr uh, runs it now. And Ryan with Robbins Kelly Patterson is an amazing guy and yeah. spends, you know, his Saturday is not playing golf or working in the office. His Saturday is down and over the Rhine or out in Fairfield helping these kids with mentors and basketball, yoga. And it's awesome for four hours. So it's really important to find your why. I emcee charity events. I do about 10 or 15 a year. I love it. You know, if you have a gold jacket, you're kind of committed to doing something like that. <laughs> but um, it, it, find your why. You know, uh, uh, Simon Sinek has a great video mm -hmm. on YouTube. Look it up. Find your why. Yeah. You need to find your why. You know, I've had guests on the show in April and May. Um, a little bit, uh, yeah, and mostly April and May, I've had like Aaron Reinhardt, Defilia Diaz, Brian Redden, yeah. uh, Rob Ziegler. Great Dave examples Redden. of people that live their great, lives. Great examples. Go back and listen to those podcasts. Uh, you know, not, it's not a shameless plug for a podcast. Really listen to them. These people have got this down. Um, <clears throat> they understand what their why is and their why isn't necessarily your why, but you've got to discover it. It, 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 Listen, I think that anybody that doesn't have that why for their business doesn't necessarily or can't necessarily make the most optimal best choices for their business, right? Yeah. I think you have to have that center focus. Why do I come to work and do this every day? And it's not because I just want to make money, okay? That's <clears throat> that's that's a good reason. Don't get me wrong, and we all have to have that reason, but when that reason falls short, Okay. And you're not succeeding at that reason. That why is what brings you back to doing it. Right. And when you, you do things for other people, you actually are doing for yourself. It, oh, it you don't even realize it. Many, many, many times over. Yeah. And, and if, yeah. you know, if, if money is the goal, it, it's not going to sustain you. No. You have it, to have, you have to have a bigger reason uh, than yeah. that because people will know it too. You know, right. people will know if you're all about the money or if you're all about others, you know, anyway, 
Uh, you need to make sure we book Ken Wellington for this uh, show. Well, we will. We definitely and, will. And Ryan Turr. We're going to definitely. We've got some time in coming up in August. I think we'll definitely do that. Mike, I want to commit to doing a retreat for lawyers to, to kind of recenter. Let's make the wellness portion of it a very important part of it, but the business part as well. And we I know that you've got a hard stop, and I think we've already kind of passed it. So you got to get, don't you? We did, but that was an important topic. So I would have given that all day. Yeah, yeah. There's again, I've seen too many, too many bad stories, and it's time, you know, it's time we continue to do something more and more about it. So, Mike, <laughs> yeah. listen, uh, you know, your contact information, everyone. You know, Mike, uh, Mike Brown's got a great email. Screenshot this with your phone or come back and grab it at some point. But Mike's also on our LinkedIn post. Well, here's so, the good Mike, news. Yeah. Uh Thompson Reuters opened up their wallet and they bought at TR.com. So it's about uh, time. Yeah. So is it Michael S. Brown at TR.com? Yeah. By the way, I think there was a Mike Brown somewhere in the, in the world that worked for TR that left. So I think oh, it's wow. open and I'm going after that one. Good, good man. Good man. But either way, you know, you can get them on LinkedIn. Uh, listen, if you're not a member of uh, Mike and if you got to drop off, I'll finish out on my own. But if okay. you're not a member of uh, No Law From Left Behind on LinkedIn, go join the group. It's easy to find. Just go to LinkedIn, search No Law From Left Behind. If you're not getting the magazine, please, by all means, subscribe to the magazine. Uh, all you got to do is drop me a drop me an email, drop me a, a private message on LinkedIn, or even post it on any of the outlets that you find. Great information on it. Uh, Robert Hershevek in this, this current month's issue. I think we've got Shaq um, uh, and the Iron Cowboy in the next issue. But starting next month, we're, uh, we're moving into our Legal Administrator Open Mic Month. And so we're going to have a whole series of legal administrators on throughout the month. The, these, these people are in the trenches. They're the ones that are actually working, you know, making these law firms operate. And they've got different challenges and struggles that we all should know about and, and, and work to try to try to help them with or give yourself some, some solutions for those problems. But again, thanks for joining No Law From Left Behind. I'm Jim Gast. Take care and see you next week. I think we've got guest host David Myers on next week. Take care. Bye-bye.